Welcome back. I'm Gary Parr, Editorial Director, Efficient Plant Magazine, and this time I have with me Steve Parole, Chief Product Line Manager at uh, for Low Voltage Devices at Yaskawa America. And our topic today is going to be the uh, Yaskawa GA800 AC Drive. Steve, welcome. Thank you. For those who don't know Steve, uh, he has more than 30 years of experience in automation, specializing in variable speed drives, and is a NEMA committee member. Now, Steve, the, the GA800 AC Drive, Yaskawa makes a whole bunch of drives. Put this in perspective with the lineup. Yeah, we um, at Yaskawa America do offer a complete line of AC drives. Uh, and we offer those drives for a number of different industries. Uh, for example, HVAC is one of the groups of products that we have. We have another group for more like general purpose industrial, uh, some drives that specialize for elevators, other drives that specialize for irrigation market, et cetera, et cetera. The GA800 is our new flagship drive for the industrial part of our business. And uh, it replaces, uh, going to be replacing over the years, an existing flagship product called the A1000. But uh, the GA100 is sort of our new flagship product in the industrial segment. And it spans a very wide horsepower range from like one horsepower all the way up to a thousand horsepower for low voltage. It spans quite a range and it works in, in many, many different applications. So when, when you've, say flagship that says to me uh top end but when you give me the range of what it can cover sounds to me like an incredibly versatile device that's absolutely true yeah and and because it is so capable and it, if you want to call it high end you could call it that uh, i don't want to scare people too much uh in that it's got a high price tag because it's it's very reasonably priced as well but uh, yes, it, it is very, very capable of doing not only simple applications, but also complex applications. Yeah. So here in terms of flagship, this, this is almost the go-to in the lineup. I, I would say that's true. It actually complements other products that we have in our uh, portfolio, such as the little brother to the GA800 called the GA500, uh, classified as a microdrive. And uh, it's more of an economical solution that only covers up to 40 horsepower, whereas the G800 uh, covers not only that power range, but also, as I mentioned, all the way up to 1,000 horsepower. As I studied uh, this drive and what it is and how it's put together, an awful lot went into its design in terms of reliability, its environmental impact. Talk a little bit about some of those features, because there's a pretty good list of things that are, are very positive, just simply about the way this is built. So the GA800, you know, Yaskawa has for many years prided itself on uh, quality and reliability, and the GA800 is certainly fits in line with everything Yaskawa has done in the past. So uh, we tend to design our products to be very robust and to be able to sustain uh, a wide range of environmental applications such as temperature, humidity, you know, voltage range, even things like ability to um, operate at high elevations, for example. So it's, uh, it's designed to be very robust. It also is certified to worldwide electrothermal safety standards. And what I mean by that are things like underwriters lab laboratories. So in other words, it's UL listed. It's also 
which is a North American thing, but also CE marked for Europe and also carries uh, some additional certifications for other parts of the world. And then um, another thing I'd like to mention is that as standard now, this product compared with some of our older products actually carries conformal coating as standard, which is you, you could think of it like a varnish that goes on the circuit boards, but it adds an extra layer of protection for um, contamination that might be happening around, uh, around the drive, which is a sensitive piece of electronics. So we try to provide some extra protection in that regard as well. And then when it's designed, it's mounting options, several, uh, really, I did not see a limitation when it came to mounting in, in racks or mounting by itself, uh, pretty versatile there too. And what we've learned over the years, Gary, is uh, that customers do want to mount industrial electronic products in different ways. Uh, one of the easiest uh, things and most common is, you know, to mount them inside of an electrical cabinet. Uh, so it's definitely set up to do that very easily. But we also have uh, different options and accessories. For example, um, a NEMA 1 kit so that the drive could actually be mounted completely outside of an enclosure, usually in a somewhat clean environment, but it has you know, the ability uh, to, to be outside of an enclosure altogether with a proper degree of electrical protection so somebody wouldn't get shocked, for example. So that's, um, but that's fairly common. And then another really popular way that we sell the product is a special, we tend to call, call it a shorthand version of the, of it is called a flange version, but essentially it provides extra protection on the backside because drives are, are heat generating devices. So although they're pretty efficient, for example, if you take 2% losses on a thousand horsepower drive, that's a lot of Watts loss, right? So you want to be able to get rid of that heat somewhere else besides in the enclosure itself. So we have the ability for the back half of the drive to be mounted external uh, to the enclosure. So all that heat goes out the backside. And we have a special version of the drive that provides some um, additional protection on that backside because the backside will come into contact, you know, with dust and dirt and moisture, et cetera. And the range of motors it can control, uh, quite extensive. Uh, yes, absolutely. So, you know, the most common motor that a, a, a drive would control would be an induction motor. And that probably represents 95% or perhaps even more of the applications out there. But the, the world is changing. The market is changing, especially being driven by things like the need for even greater efficiency in motors and to things like permanent magnet motors. So we have uh, algorithms in our products uh, to very, very accurately and um, in an efficient manner control things like permanent magnet motors and other types of synchronous motors like synchronous reluctance. In terms of efficiency, uh, smart power saver uh, feature, uh, how, how does that fit in? What does that do for us? The smart power saver mode uh, and this works for both an induction motor as well as a, a, a permanent magnet motor. Is it, um, you know, part of the motor, you know, just to energize the motor, even without really having the motor loaded, it requires some amount of energy to do so. But when the motor is unloaded, there is a way that you can save even additional uh, energy and that's by reducing the voltage to the motor under lightly loaded conditions. So essentially that's what the power, uh, smart power saver mode is is to optimize 
those situations under light loads even more so than what they would be with normal control. In these days, everything is connected to a network. Everything is networked to each other, uh, tied together. Uh, your network connectivity, uh, ability to expand uh, connections, all of those things build into this design. Absolutely. You know, network, the, the controlling uh, drives and motors and other things, uh, you know, used to be done years ago, primarily by analog and discrete control. And it's really, really changed a lot over the years where, you know, customers want to control their products, you know, maybe with something like a single Ethernet cable and do away without all, all that, um, that hard, other hard wiring. And so uh, we've recognized that a long time ago, and we continue to expand the range of communication, network communication options that we offer. And so things like net, um, Ethernet IP, uh, Profinet, Modbus TCP IP, uh, we offer that kind of communication interface, which is very popular. And then um, even we also have an embedded capability in the form of uh, uh, RS-45 Modbus RTU is actually embedded so that you don't even need a communication card if that's your, your mode of communication. So, um, and the ability to, to work with topologies such as uh, a typical star configuration or a line or a ring configuration, we have the ability to do all of those. That, that versatility, it, it stands out in, in just the little that I read uh, about this. And then even, even down to uh, simply connecting wires, it just appears to me that you, you've built in a system that, that makes it easy for people to just perform even that simple function. We recognize the ability that, that customers, you know, even though our products are highly reliable, they kind of like the ability to maybe change things out quickly if something were to happen. So we even have, for example, a, uh, a terminal, a, a, a control terminal block that is disconnectable from the main control board. So if you were to have a problem, you could actually leave those wires connected uh, to the terminal board and uh, just uh, swap out the drive and plug that terminal uh, board back right back in and get up and running quickly if, if there were to be a problem. And then, of course, setup is always the challenge with any electronic device. And, you know, do you have to call in the IT guy or the OT guy to set it up? And uh, I don't see that here. It looks like you've provided uh, various ways to uh, do initial setup, to adjust, do adjustments uh, down the road, either mobile or at my desktop, any number of ways, even even right at the device. Yes, that's correct, Gary. Dr drives have actually evolved quite a bit, and they're actually much easier to use than they were 20 years ago. Um, however, they're still sort of complex, and it's not uncommon for a drive to have a thousand adjustments in it, which sounds unreal, right? But that's because it's got so much uh, flexibility and capability. And so we've got some very powerful tools. Um, so you don't necessarily have to struggle with a small keypad on the, on the face of something, although it does have that capability as well. Yeah. And I want to, um, I want to interject. It's not a membrane keypad. It's, it's actual keys. <laughs> yeah. So we've taken that old style keypad that people used to deal with years ago, the membrane style, and we've enhanced it quite a bit. Not only does it have a larger screen, but it has now 32 characters worth of text uh, to describe something instead of 16, which means that 
things don't have to be quite as abbreviated as they used to be. Uh, graphing, fu graphing functions, all that kind of stuff is in the standard keypad, uh, whereas you didn't have that kind of capability before, even things like uh, an SD card that fits in there to do uh, some graphing capability. And like you said, Gary, uh, even the keys themselves are nicer. They're more like the keys that you would press on on your remote control for your television. They're the nice silicone style keys. So uh, really, really greatly enhanced uh, standard keypad that comes with every single one of these. And then getting back though to the other tools that are very, very popular, you know, the Drive Wizard desktop version is very, very powerful, very nice to use. And then um, a mobile version of that as well. And this is something that's brand new for us, for Yaskawa, is we really never had a mobile tool for your mobile device. And the nice thing about it is you can connect it not only through a cable, uh, but if you uh, buy one of our keypads that has Bluetooth on it, you can actually connect with your mobile device via Bluetooth. It's very, very powerful. Also, another really nice thing about programming uh, or, or the setup or the settings, whatever you want to call it, is it used to be that you'd always have to have a drive that's powered up typically by three-phase power, like 480 volts, for example, before you could do anything with it. Well, now we've changed the design such that you could simply open the cardboard box or the crate based on the size of the drive and um, plug a USB cable into it. And with nothing else, no installation, no bolting it to the wall, no um, applying 480 volts to it and get your pro programming done simply through that USB cable with nothing else. Yeah, that's that's the versatility people are looking for these days. No question about it. Yeah. Talk about what we can do with that QR code that's on on each device and uh, the Yaskawa Drive Cloud uh, service. What? Uh, how does that play into what we're doing here? Yeah, good question. So the, there is a QR code, and you know QR codes are actually very popular nowadays, as most people know. But that QR code is unique to every single drive, and it's got the serial number on it. So you use our app uh, to bring up information simply by scanning the QR code, and it'll provide all the details about that drive, you know, its, its voltage, its horsepower, all that kind of stuff. And then in addition to that, we have this new uh, thing called the Escawa Drive Cloud, which, by the way, is absolutely free in the Drive Cloud. Each, each drive that of the new series of drives is essentially put already put into the drive cloud. So when you buy your drive, there's a serial number and all the data for that drive existing in the cloud already. And then what you can do is create an account and go and essentially link to that information. And you are allowed to store information about your application for that drive up in the cloud, such as its parameter settings. So, you know, a lot of customers are um, like, you know, I, I like to have my parameter settings somewhere. We don't have a good system at work of storing everything. Boy, it would be nice um, if we had a place, uh, you know, that we could store our parameter settings and, and, and be ensured that we could always go there uh, and rely on those in case something ever happens. So we provide this free storage area for each and every drive and it's, it's uh, on a serialized basis. And you, in addition to that, you can even store some additional things like you could put, put a spreadsheet up there, you could put a picture of your application up there, 
a lot of nice uh, things you could do for every single application. So there, there is solving a problem uh, when it, in these days of limited staffing and uh, veterans retiring uh, to go off to, to fish in the stream. Uh, we know that that data is stored and available to whomever might come along. Yes, a- absolutely true. Well, Steve, thank you. This is uh, uh, quite quite a little little drive here. Uh, lots lots to offer, and uh, like we said up at the beginning. Versatility across the range. So, um, uh, appreciate you providing some enlightenment about it. Thank you. Thank you, Gary, and and thanks to everybody out there listening.